Welcome into the Trent and True Podcast. This is your host, Clay, and we have a ton to get to here on the Trent and True Podcast, uh, talking about MLB, mostly about the Mariners. Uh, Emerson Hancock just called up. We're very excited about that. And oh my goodness, uh, Tim Anderson took a lick from Jose Ramirez. So we'll talk about Jose Ramirez and the suspensions given out. And we'll also talk about Kevin Brown. Kevin Brown suspended from the Orioles broadcast booth for about a week uh, and the fallout from the Orioles after that in Baltimore. Uh, But let's dive into it. Uh, Going over the Tim Anderson and Jose Ramirez scuffle. Uh, You could call it a scuffle. I'm sure that Tim Anderson would like to call it a scuffle, but uh, let's be honest. Tim Anderson got knocked the hell out uh, on Tuesday night. Uh, I believe it actually was Sunday night uh, against the Cleveland Guardians. And J-Ram, you know, he's one of those guys. He has He's literally never been suspended. He has not even, uh, you know, taken a suspension or a ejection uh, ever in an MLB game. And so, you know, he's one of those players that, uh, it, you know, first offense – it hasn't been something that's a pattern of behavior. He didn't, it didn't even look like he wanted to get in a fight with Tim Anderson. And, uh, on the flip side, Tim Anderson, as everybody knows, he's a character, uh, love him or hate him. He's good for baseball, but he's had a pattern of behavior. He's been ejected many times before he has, uh, you know, walked that fine line has had some suspensions in the past, uh, gotten into it with a couple of players as well. And so Tim Anderson, if you haven't seen the video, please go see it. Uh, I wouldn't call it a clean knockout. I wouldn't call it even a clean punch. Uh, but you know, uh, Jose Ramirez definitely got the, uh, the best of Tim Anderson and uh, you know, the three game suspension for Jose Ramirez and a six game suspension for Tim Anderson definitely uh, is the icing on the cake. Getting suspended longer than the person who knocked you out is just something that uh, feels bad. I'm sure it feels really bad for Tim Anderson. So, uh, that is what's happening in, uh, the AL Central. As everybody knows, the White Sox have been a dumpster fire this year on the field, but, uh, now there's just reports coming out of Grandal and Tim Anderson's ha- having problems at the deadline. Uh, Grandal not wanting to be in, in Chicago. That report, uh, was denied, but, uh, you know, rumor swirling yet again, the White Sox culture is a disaster, which nobody is super, uh, shocked or surprised by and uh for the most part you know the on-field the on-field antics of the white Sox have been uh very represent representative of what's been going on uh inside of the clubhouse it sounds like so uh moving on from the tim anderson and jose ramirez fight uh we go to the kevin brown situation uh baltimore has suspended Kevin Brown uh, essentially for about four games. He spent, uh, you know, uh, Monday, he'll spend money through Thursday this week uh, suspended. He'll be back in the broadcast booth in Seattle this Friday. It will be good to see Kevin Brown back. Uh, he's one of the best uh, in the major leagues. A ton of support from not only his colleagues, but um, just the fans around the league. Uh, he has a huge following and uh, again, one of the best in the league, but he was suspended in one of the weirdest suspensions I think everybody uh, has seen in some time now. Um, just a really odd uh, situation with him explaining uh, the Orioles have had trouble in Tampa Bay facing the Rays, uh, which has been well documented. They even had a graphic ready to go 
for Kevin Brown to talk about. And, you know, apparently speaking ill or uh, speaking just straight up facts about the struggles that Orioles have had in Tampa Bay for the past really 10 years uh, was something that crossed the line for Orioles ownership. So they suspended him uh, for a couple of days in the booth. And again, he'll be back on Friday, but not with uh, a ton of embarrassment. Honestly, this was just really embarrassing for the Orioles franchise. It's, uh, you know, uh, crazy to see a broadcaster suspended at all. Um, You know, we've seen it in the past with potential racial slurs and things like that that have been, uh, you know, understandable. But this one was super suspect and uh, nobody really understood what was going on uh, and still don't. We really don't know uh, how that really touched the Orioles front office or the Orioles ownership uh, in a way that they felt like they had to suspend Kevin Brown. So um, unfortunately, uh, he was suspended. He had a ton of support on X, uh, formerly Twitter, and I knew that uh, and I saw he got a bunch of support on uh, you know social media overall. So good to see the MLB fans uh, for a uh, former broadcasters, uh, current broadcasters stand up for Kevin Brown and that situation. But just really odd. If you haven't seen the video of Kevin Brown explaining (laughs) the struggles that the Orioles have had, uh, go do it. I highly recommend it. It's uh, one of the all-time weirdest suspensions that that has been passed down in the major leagues. Um, And not from the commissioner's office. That was a a uh, club-issued suspension for Kevin Brown. So. Um, All right, let's move into some Mariners talk. Uh, First off, the breaking news, actually, as we're recording, uh, Emerson Hancock has been called up. Uh, The the move is not official until tomorrow. We still don't know uh, the details surrounding who is being sent down. We don't have the details on what the Mariners are going to be doing, whether they're going with a six-man rotation or uh, potentially going with a Emerson Hancock as a long guy um, with the bullpen struggling a little bit, um, taking some taking some heat uh, over the the four-game series in in Anaheim. Um, and so there's a lot of questions to be answered and, uh, but none without super, you know, great excitement around Emerson Hancock that makes, you know, three starters, um, really four, uh, with, uh, the blue Jays start, which, uh, ended up almost being a no hitter uh, earlier in the year. The Mariners have called up a ton of rookies this year, but Brian Wu, Bryce Miller, and now Emerson Hancock are three of the biggest names in the Mariners organization as prospects. And so uh, everybody was very excited for Bryce Miller. Everybody was enormously excited for Brian Wu. And now Emerson Hancock gets his turn. Um, I couldn't be more excited for uh, Hancock. I know being passed up by Bryce Miller and Brian Wu both this year had to sting a little bit, but you know, I think that everybody, including fans knew if we were, if we were at the deadline and we still had Emerson Hancock and a deal didn't work out for a bat um, or we weren't looking to uh, offload Emerson Hancock for whatever reason, um, we knew that he, we would probably see him this year, if not at the very beginning of next year. He's a, he's a top 10 prospect, uh, top five prospect in our organization. He's been, uh, in the top 10 for the last two years. And so he's a big time prospect and a big time piece that the Mariners need and knew that, uh, would be their future if they didn't, um, use him in a trade for a potential, uh, securable bat or controllable bat. And so very excited about Emerson Hancock's opportunity. Uh, we'll see what that means by the time this uh, podcast comes out. 
most likely we'll know more about that situation and whether he'll actually get a chance to be the sixth starter or he'll be a long guy or potentially even replacing Brian Wu or Bryce Miller um, in some of their starts to limit their innings. Uh, I said it on the climb ladder podcast, shout out the boys, uh, Hunter and Duncan Robertson. But uh, we were talking about really uh, just the fact that Bryce Miller and Brian Wu are coming up on over a hundred innings and they have not pitched anything like this in pro baseball. And uh, the innings were getting more and more extended Bryce Miller's velocity specifically has been struggling throughout the games. And so as velocity starts tumbling and we start getting more worried for uh, the well-being of our young arms, it doesn't make any sense to extend them, um, especially down the stretch. I know it sucks for Mariners fans as we're trying to make a big leap into the playoffs, but... Overall, it just doesn't make any sense to, uh, you know, ruin the futures of two young uh, potential superstar arms uh, to make a run in 2023 when, you know, we put ourselves behind the eight ball uh, in the wild card. So um, as we're recording this, uh, the Mariners swept the Angels four games, uh, four game sweep of the Angels, just absolutely putting a nail in the coffin of the Angels. We're actually recording this on Tuesday. So the Angels blew uh, another game last night. Um, the Giants uh, had a six run ninth inning, uh, which overcame the deficit for the Giants overcoming, uh, you know, the Angels. So the Angels are on a five game losing streak. They look to be just all but dead. They can't get Mike Trout back and back fast enough. Uh, Shohei Otani is just not enough for them to uh, get past the hump here. Even Grichik, who they signed at the deadline, um, who had a good series against the Mariners, multiple home runs, um, just not enough, not enough firepower in that lineup uh, and really not enough arms in that bullpen to, uh, you know, contain the offensive lineups of the Mariners and now the Giants as well. So, We'll see what happens with the Angels, but it's not looking good for them. If you thought the Mariners were in a bad position, uh, look no further than the Angels. They're now five games back of the wild card three spot, uh, two and a half behind the Seattle Mariners. And now the Mariners get the Padres for two games in Seattle and have a homestand coming up with the Orioles uh, before we jet off and have a uh, nine game, I believe 10 game home, uh, road trip, 10 game road trip uh, that includes Kansas City, um, Kansas City, Houston, and Kansas City, Chicago, the White Sox, uh, Houston, and I believe we played the A's at the back end of that as well. So um, big road trip coming up, but the Mariners, for the most part, I mean, hey, we're on a five-game win, win streak coming into uh, – to this podcast. Uh, I know that the, by this time the Padres game has been played. Hopefully we're on a six game win streak. Um, but for all intents and purposes, besides the injuries that we've had in the rotation, uh, things are going really well. Uh, JP Crawford has really heated up. Uh, he has the sixth best war for shortstops in the entire uh, league and the second best war in the AL for shortstops. Uh, and he's just been playing incredibly well. So can't say enough about J.P. Crawford. Uh, can't say enough about the turnaround that Julio has had over the course of the last month. Uh, Julio has really been a, a spark plug for a team that needed it, um, and the the team is really coming through. I think the team looks a lot better. They look like they're playing with they're uh, on fire, and uh, not to mention Gino has uh, Eugenio Suarez now has eleven straight games with an RBI. So coming into, or I apologize, 
he had 10 straight games. He uh, went a game without an RBI in the, the last game against the Angels to end the series, had another RBI. So 11 out of the last 12 games, he's had an RBI, uh, and he has come through in every clutch way that we could ever ask for. So uh, excited about the Mariners overall. I think they were... Uh, we needed a streak like this. We were teetering around 500 pretty much all year, and our bats were the main reason. We strike out way too much with runners in scoring position. Uh, there's some struggles at the top of the lineup with grounding into double plays. Ty France has the second most grounded into double plays of all major league players and behind Carlos Correa. So it's just been a struggle overall, you know, which is a damn shame because our uh, rotation has been that good. Um, and by that good, I mean, they've been a top four rotation in almost every metric you look at ERA, uh, WRC plus. I mean, we've really had a, uh, a great run for, for the rotation, which has not led to the same, uh, level of play by the lineup. So, you know, hopefully getting Rojas at the deadline, hopefully getting Canzone at the deadline sparks something with the Mariners. Um, you know, when, once we get Kelnick back, hopefully at the beginning, maybe middle of September, we get another spark, uh, that remains to be seen, but I think that, uh, if the rotation stays somewhat healthy, if the young arms and our, our rotation can, uh, last in a playoff stretch here, we'll be just fine. But, um, you know, I would be remiss if I didn't bring up George Kirby and the job that he's done. He has put himself in almost a, a Cy Young spot here. His ERA is a little bit higher, but he has, um, you know, he is a complete outlier when it comes to the strikeouts to walks ratio. Um, I believe it's at about 14 strikeouts to walks right now, which is absurd. Absolutely absurd. I think the closest uh, player next to him has nine strikeouts to walk ratio. So he's just a complete outlier right now uh, and playing really, really well, holding the rotation down. So excited about that. Um, there's really no other Mariners news uh, to go over today, but uh, I think that everybody can share my excitement with Emerson Hancock uh, coming up, and uh, he's going to be a good, good ro- rotation arm for a long time. So if we can keep that Bryce Miller, Brian Wu, George Kirby, and Emerson Hancock, uh, you know, not trio, but uh, if we can keep those four guys together, it's going to be a a really successful, um, really successful five, six years. And that's not even to mention Luis Castillo and Logan Gilbert uh, leading the, leading the uh, rotation. So we'll see how, how that goes in the long run. I I think that Luis Castillo has been fantastic. Unfortunately, his wins hasn't have not, um, you know, equated with some of the, some of the outings that he's had. And, you know, that that's catching up to him a little bit. He's barely going to win over 10 games this year with the amount of starts he has. Um, but he's pitched incredibly well, um, sub three RA for most of the year. So, uh, excited to see him throughout the stretch. So, uh, like I said, we have San Diego for two games and then we have the Orioles for three. So a little five game homestand. And then we go on the road and play the Royals, uh, the White Sox. There is uh, the Astros mixed in there, and then we also play um, we also play the Oakland A's in that uh, road trip. So going to be really really fun the next couple of weeks. I'm excited. Uh, this is your tried and true weekly update. Um, 
please make sure to head on over to a tridenttrue.substack.com. If you haven't already, we're running a special 50% off uh, the yearly subscription. So for $25, you can subscribe to Trident True. Uh, you'll get a weekly podcast, a thread that is paid subscriber only. You'll also get access to our Twitter community um, that is paid only. So make sure to head over to tridenttrue.substack.com and you can get that 50% off your yearly subscription. Uh, We also do a mailbag in there. So if you have any questions for the podcast, you can always throw it in there. As always, uh, thank you so much for uh, listening to the Try and True podcast. We try to keep these simple and short with updates for you. Uh, Mitch will be back next week, but we appreciate you guys and we'll see you next week.